Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. No time for that intro, lads. We're back off to sea. Dungeons and Junkies presents The Tales of Vortorvia Finale Episode 47 One Last Stand Part 1 Last time on Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Autorvia. After finally being reunited with a lie, we're informed of Vaughn's true plan to revive Avius and forge his new world. And with mere hours before this was to occur, the crew went and said their final goodbyes to the people they cared about most before travelling to the Isle of Null to take on this enemy and finish the quest that they started all this time ago. How will they do? Will they succeed? Or will this be the downfall for all of Autorvia? Let's find out. Right, round one. A lie. Funnily enough, you are at the top of the order. So you are, as your action, you, your eyes just glow dark for a second as shadows seem to travel up your arms and your ori black fingertips just envelop your entire hands as this orb of necrotic energy forms in your palms. And as you shoot it out, this huge just fireball comes out of your arms before it quickly turns into a black shroud. So what is the DC on that? So it is DC on Circle of Death because apparently we're Lion King wannabes over here <laughs> is 16. Actually no, Boone is an 18 because it's Fun just passes that on an 18, but Brutus passes that, fails that on a 6. So he <laughs> takes, so the Goliath takes full damage, Vern is half. Yeah. Uh, so this is my entire turn, like all my attacks. According to the description you gave me. Yeah. So. But I can cast it at 8 level, so that is. Yeah, 12d6. 12 12 Angie, come at me! If I kill them now, there's a chance I get to live. So, that noise. Didn't even cut that out to be honest, but I'm sure I'll hear it in the 
final version. Forty-two for uh, Goliath boy. Twenty-one for Vaughn. As your beam shoots forward, there's just a huge explosion of dark energy as as this Goliath seems to be taken like the brunt of it. And Vaughn just gives you a sinister smile as the cloud fades. But with that, Reed, it's your turn. You've just watched this huge explosion of like dark magic go off as you stand on the castle's shoulder. What do you want to do, my boy? Mm. How so how far are we from them? Uh, this room is 200 foot long. So I'll say that's 50% of the way to up to this altar. So you are 100 foot. Okay. Um, measuring it slightly, Picasso, how much would your initiative? 16. I'm going to hold my turn because I need Picasso to throw me. That is fair. Okay. Um, it is Vaughn's turn. Excellent. And he will, um, as he raises his hands, he chants these demonic words. Is there's a sound of thunder above you as this huge storm cloud appears right at the top of the roof as he casts a special version of Storm of Vengeance. Let me just get the round one effect. How can I not find Storm of Vengeance on my list? There we go. Okay, as it's round one, I need you all to make me a constitution saving throw. Dirty 20. Nat 20 plus one. You two succeed. Well, that is a fail. Lauren is a natural 20. She's all right. Rule fails. So that is two D six. Probably be easier. Probably be an easier way to read this if I put Storm of Vengeance on D D Beyond. Is it lists a bit easier? Can you make me a constitution saving throw for Rand, please? Uh, 
I think she went to take my advice and gargle some uh, warm salt water. It really helps. Okay, so Ran is fine. So Brawl and Ally take full damage. It's only 2d6 on round one. That's still 10 points of damage. So um, you two take Brawl and Ally take 10 points of thunder damage. The rest of you take five. Is he going to do anything as a bonus action? No, that is it for his turn. So, Picasso, it is your turn. Right. So, I already know what Reed wants me to do here. Without, without even knowing, we've done it before, we've done it again. So I go, all right, bastard, bruh, hold on, bruh. And then using my bonus action, I would like to go into a rage. Yeah. And because I do that uh, with a feral pounce, I get to move half my movement right away. So with that 25 feet, then I would like to use my free object interaction to basically run that 25 and shot put uh, my three foot bastard bro halfling friend. Yeah, uh, make me an attack roll. We don't need strength checks for, for Reed, so just make me an attack roll. We'll see how far you can throw it. Uh, so just add my attack bonus? Yeah. Uh, so that's a 16 plus 11. So that is a 27. 27. Let's double that. Times two. No, that, no calculator. That's not 729. It's 54. Picasso, read as he yeets you with all his might. You land about... Uh, da, 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 about... Yeah, fuck it. 30 foot away is you land on your bum, but you can take your turn after Picasso. So what are you doing with the rest of your turn, Picasso? Right. I am now in a rage, and so I would be, if I was 100 feet away, if we were both 100 feet away, I'm 75 feet away now? Yes, correct. Uh, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I have another 50 feet of movement here, and with that, I would like to uh, use my full movement and then being 25 feet away, I would like to dive at this 11 foot tall Goliath and just basically try and break him in half with the sp That's fine. Uh, make me, are you attempting to grapple as well with this or are you going for the attack? No, like I'm actually damage. just trying to full on wipe this dude out. This is more to the pro wrestling fans out there who listen to this. This is more of a rhino gore than an actual spear as Picasso is just throwing his full body weight into it. Uh, Reed, as you land on the floor, you hear loud footsteps as Picasso comes steaming past you. Uh, Picasso, make me an attack roll. 
<laughs> bunch of dreams. Uh, that is a 28 this time. Yeah, 28 hits. Uh, let's call this um, double your unarmed damage. So double, roll me a, yeah. Roll me an unarmed strike and double it. Sure. Uh, so then I am in a rage. So that is 14 damage. Okay. As you just slam into him, I'm, I'm going to say as it's an attack action, you still, you are, you have an extra attack on top of this. As I'd class that as an attack action. Uh, sure. So as I like, I'm diving at him, I'm clearly going for like, you know, it's like upper region. So I'm also just going to, as I'm like slamming into him, try it and just also like drive my claws into his side. Yeah, made me another attack curl. Uh, that is a 23. 23 hits. Ugh. Roll a 2 and a 3 on my attack die. Uh, so that, though, still, uh, even with a 2, is another 13 points of damage. Good. As you slam into him and he like gets pushed back against the stairs, you just let go and go for another strike right in the side of the stomach. As he lets out, just a... as you strike into him like, once again. But that ends your turn, so it is now. It is his turn now. So oh, he will take. Don't forget turn. Reed. Reed gets to shoot his oh, ass or yeah. something first. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder, Reed. You're and on. And throw a halfling for nothing. Yeah, um, let me think, what am I going to do? Um, You're 30 feet away. away. I'm 30 feet away from the guy at the bottom of Thersia. Yes. That would be the Goliath, yeah? Yes. Okay. So that means then that I am 40 feet away from the guy with the uh, glove. Yes. Yeah. About just so I got your bearings. So li little up. He's about ten foot higher. Yeah, but, but bearing wise, just so I'm clear in my mind. Okay. Okay. Then first thing I would like to do is I would like to open fire. On okay. So you're going for life. fun. Absolutely. Life. Yeah. Okay. Make me yeah, sacral. And it's targeted, so no risk of hitting the cafe. I mean, this guy's like almost double Picasso's size, so he's, 25. it's easy enough to miss. 25 hits. 25 so Roll me down. Read D12. Okay, at 11 plus 10 is 21. Okay, he is going 21. So all in. So he is going to use Stone Endurance, which is a Goliath ability, to reduce that. So all together with my dice roll in his con, that's six damage. So as you as he sees his bullet coming, he just holds up his arm as 
it like ricochets off the armor plating. As he just gives you, as he just gives you a horrid grin. Read. Okay. Um, okay. Um, can I use my my free object interaction, as it were? I'm really abusing it a little bit here, but to message a lie quickly. Uh, what, like a spell, or are you on about the spell message? Well, well, bear in mind we have the group chat, don't we? But I'm not entirely. Yes, but that is an action to use in a combat scenario. Bitch, calling me an object? No, no, good. That's not what I meant. But yeah. Um. Okay, fine. Um, fine. And I will action surge and fire at the glove. It's fine. You can make. This is a higher D. This is a higher AC because you're going for something so specific. That's and... absolutely understandable and perfectly fine. Yeah, what I was going to message. What I was going to message a lie about was if I hit the. If I just draw the glove, is that going to help or not? I'm guessing it will, but. Like so, let's look at my bits and pieces. Um, okay. Okay. So it's plus five according to my thing, plus that. Then that is twenty-four. That hits. It does hit. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Um, for my free interaction, I would have I would have loaded my uh, flame bullets. For it. Okay, D twelve. And coming up. Okay, eighteen all in. Eighteen all in. Okay. As you fire at the gauntlet, Van who is just lowering his hand from casting Storm of Vengeance. Ting. He just looks over at the, scorn, the gauntlet that he wears, and then looks at you with a smile, Reed. He looks impressed that you thought of that. Right, you still technically have a bonus action left. I do. I'm going to use one of my charges of Misty Step to jump back 30 feet. Okay, that's fine. So that puts you 60 foot. Yeah, they give you 60 foot of distance between him and... Yeah. That. Okay. So it is now Brutus's turn, and he looks... Uh, let's see, what does he want to do? As the paladin he is, he is going to cast Misty Step, Picasso. Is he taking a, le a leaf out of Reed's book? He um, just teleports out of your grip before coming behind, before reappearing behind you, as he takes then a swing with his massive great axe at you. Let's see. That is a natural one. 
So it just scrapes off the edge of your shell as he lets out a roar and goes in for his next swing. On a natural That's one, a can I attempt? Can I use my, hmm? my reaction to try and attack back to basically, like, just throw an elbow back at him? Yeah, you can give it a go. Why not? Uh, that is a 26 to hit. Yeah. Uh, D4 for an elbow, I'd say. Uh, well, that's fine, because uh, it's still 3, but that's plus 11. So it's still another 14 points of damage. I take it you've got the um, ring thing activated, the red ring, for this one. No. No, that's just oh, that's just shit. what I get normally when I'm in a rage. God, I've got to play about there again eventually. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the second hit were his hit to, against you was a thirty-five on the second hit. Miss. <laughs> so he is going to that. And he is also going to burn a fifth level slot for Divine Smite. So you take um, 15 points half to eight, seven. You take seven points of slashing and you take D10s at his level. So one, two, three, four. And 37 points of radiant damage is he just jams his axe in to your shoulder in a huge like divine energy stings through your entire body. He just looks down at you, he's like I killed a Toro, yeah? Looking forward to it. Picasso literally laughs and just looks up and like behind and just laughs over and over. Bruh, like you aren't even the tallest thing that I've killed this week, bruh. It's very... He likes your enthusiasm. Uh, but now it is Talia's turn as from one of the bridges on the left-hand side of this um, of the middle area where this ritual was being performed, invisibility fades is Talia in all her elegantness. She's a um, high elf, quite pale, long black hair tied back quite tightly with just these beautiful dark blue eyes. Sorry I missed us, darlings. That's bad wording, Alex English. Sorry I'm late, darling. I had some issues to sort. But now, yes. No one we loves you. These people. Hello, darling. Even I would marry you. I take that as a compliment. I'm dating his uh, ex-wife. Reed, make me an intelligence saving throw. She's what? going to target you. 
She is going to cast Psychic Crush at 6th level. Okay! I mean, 19, I mean, 19 plus 6, 25. The past. You take... You take 24 points of psychic damage. Okay. I think Matt sounds the saddest of all of us anytime he ever takes damage. No matter no matter what character or campaign he's in, he always sounds the saddest. It's it's literally like you're taking the life points from him personally. It's wild. Well, it's partly because I know why Alex is that been very very specific with the ability the readers got that I can't dodge psychic damage so no you can dodge a saving throw well you can dodge dexterity saving throws because of evasion but we've been over that uncanny not uncanny is that uncanny yeah, yeah. uncanny is attack rolls that you can see not saving throws which therefore means that ends her turn count. that ends her turn so well, fireball erupts in a radius around you True, but it's also not an attack, technically. That is evasion, though, so... Well, it's a deck save, so it comes under evasion. But with her turnover, we go to Brawl and Lauren. Lauren seeing... Lauren seeing... Um, is she going to go for Talia, or is she going to go for Vaughn at this point? Actually, she she looks over to you, Eli, and she's like, Oh, hold on, this will only take a second. And she wraps her arms round your um, waist and casts Dimension Door on the pair of you to get you I'm up to I'm not where... a winning creature. <laughs> I mean, you could roll against it. I thought you would be with Lauren, to be fair. Wait, Lauren's on me or all Thalia's on me? Uh, Lauren. This is Lauren casting it. Sorry, it was Lauren a very similar will... voice, so I was like, eh? Yeah. Uh, Lauren will bring you about... Uh, on the right-hand side, about ten foot behind where... Um, yeah, about ten foot behind where um, Brutus and Picasso are having their punch-up. Okay. So that will end her turn. Now it's Brawl. I will put a. Uh, he will put a Hexblade's Curse on Vaughn. So I'll just mark top. And he will take a shot with his Eldritch Shotgun. So his bonus action is gone. Oh, fuck, that's a miss. Um, as he fires off this bolt, Vaughn just raises up the gauntlet as it seems to catch 
this energy ball for a second before throwing it to the side. That ends his... Yeah, that ends his turn. He will use his movement to start making his way up. But Ram, it's your turn next. Okay, so who am I closest to? Um, you are about 100 foot back. So doing the maths, you've got 45 foot of movement or is it 50? Five. 45, okay. So 40. Then I use my movements, there's nothing else I can do. Uh, that would give you 67 foot of movement if you went into a rage. If not, it'd be 45 foot. I mean, I mean it's not enough, so... Because you get feral instinct... Instinctive pounds? I forget what it's called, that Picasso used. Because you're the... You're a barbarian like him, so... <laughs> Instinctive pounds! Yeah, so... If you would go into a if you go into your prior form, that would give you instinctive pounds and get you up to where Reed is. A little bit further than Reed, actually. But if not, then that would um, get you just behind Reed. Uh, I'll do that then. Okay, uh, that's yep. all I've got. Okay. Uh, right. So as round one is over, I am going to roll this 30-sided dice to fill a meter. 26. As this fighting takes place, you all feel the ground shake for a second as this storm cloud in the middle starts to build up its ferocity as it looks like a grey hand starts to raise at the top of it. That's that. So, a lie. Top of the round. What do you want to do? You are about... You're about ten foot from the carnage with Picasso and Brawl, or twenty foot away from Vaughn. Okay, I'm going straight at Vaughn, and I'm going to use both my attacks with my glaive to... I, I want to try and sever the arm with the gauntlet on it at the elbow. Okay, that's fine. Uh, roll me to hit. Next to the shiny glaive you gave me when I was kidnapped by a fucking goat. Thanks for that. You're welcome. I get plus... I get additional bonuses to this, so I have a plus 15 to my attack bonus with this, which is honestly ridiculous. So that is a 26 and a 30 to hit. Sorry, what was those hits? 26 and a 30. Yep, they both hit. So it is a d12 plus 10 for the damage.
as 40 slashing, magical slashing damage. Four's 40. Four zero, sorry. Trying to sever the arm with the gauntlet on it. You, as you take a swing and jam your glaive down, you feel a bit of kick from the magic behind in this orb. Is a small, sh like thin layer of magic appears over Van's arm as you bring the glaive down. It cuts through the, sh just about cuts through it and starts to slice the arm as he lets out quite a fierce roar that you would much louder than a lion's. But you get a good way into that arm. Dig, dig, dig. Uh, bonus action, bonus action, bonus action. Yeah, I should have thought of that one before I acted. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna hexblade's curse Vaughn. Okay. That is fine. Uh, so, Reed, you're up. You're sixty foot away, and you can just see Rang coming up behind you. Okay. Um. Trying to break out a classic, I think. Can't be a classic. I'm gonna cast uh, Witch Bolt at third level. I'm going to get closer first. That's fine. So I'll use my movement to get to, to go for 30 feet closer. And then I will Witch Bolt. I'll Witch Bolt Belianen. Okay, that's fine. As you step forward in, you arc your arms, in, you arc your arms into this weird little motion, a lightning ball forms in your hand as you fire it out. This crackle of lightning starts to head up the stairs but just disappears as Talia looks over to the side with her arm raised and gives you a wink as unfortunately she casts she counterspells you Reed. Counterspells a bitch. If my enemy has it they're gonna use it. Hmm. Um, such a yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, but Reed almost growls because of that. And I'd like to use my bonus action 
I've got sorcery. I've got two sorcery points. Do I use them on this early on? It's up to you. You would have Tad to use a yes. bonus action. You'd have to use a bonus action cantrip as you've used your action to cast yeah. a full leveled yeah. spell. Yeah, I'll use my bonus action uh, to fire firebolt at her. Thanks. You have quickened spell, don't you? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, roll to hit. Bit 20. Plus... Yeah, that hits. Plus 6. Plus 6. The 3d10 doubled. Nice. Level 14. Get my 10s. Oh, you had um, quick and spell, to be fair. Yeah, well... I have a Matt Reed's sheet. Okay. That is a nine, a zero, and a nine. So that's 10, 19, 28, 56 fire damage. 56 from a cantrip? Oof. Is, is she laughs manically at your um <laughs> destroying your lightning bolt. She doesn't see the fire coming as it hits her directly in the chest and she lets out a yell. Bitch. And then I will st and obviously because I've used my bonus action, I will stay where I am. Okay. Um, it is Vaughn's turn, and as he, he just looks at his arm, there's just a small smirk on his face as he looks down at you, Eli, and draws his great sword. And he is going to take his four attacks on you. That's a d12. I don't know why I'm rolling the d12. Nice one, Alex. Uh, that one's... Sixteen to hit, so that's a miss on attack number one. Twenty-six. Nineteen. And it's Twenty-five. So three hits. One is a miss. First one, you take 19 points of slashing. Second hit is 11 points of slashing. And third hit is 14 points of slashing. Is he just brings down his this massive great sword onto you, cutting along your the front of you. His bonus action, looking down at Bacass, looking down at Reed, he raises his arm as 
he casts spiritual weapon as a bonus action. But in the laws of counterspell, it only feels, even though I'm doing this against myself, it only feels fair if Lauren uses counterspell. Plus five, she has to roll eleven, as this is level six. Thirteen on the dice, so Vantress's spiritual weapon fails. Picasso, your turn. What do you want to do? Uh, first of all, can I have a breakdown of where everyone is in the room currently? Yeah, this is pretty chaotic. I will give it that. Let me load up the map on my end. Right, so... Ally and Vantress are right at the top of the stairs. You're right at the bottom of the stairs. Brutus, this Goliath is five foot behind you. Reed is... 30 foot behind Brutus and Ran is about 10 foot behind Reed. Lauren is about 10 foot to your right. And Talia is up on that left bridge, which is about 30 foot. 30, 40 foot from you. Excellent. That that's that's what I wanted to hear. Alright, well this this is going to sound ridiculous, and it is ridiculous, but this is what I would uh, like to attempt with my turn. And I will use as many key points or whatever you need me to try and accomplish this. This uh, Goliath is directly behind me, correct? Yes. So what I would basically like to do is I would like to uh, sweep out using my quarter staff. Sweep out one of his legs so he falls forward and then grab him and then use him and just throw him as hard as I can straight towards Talia and this bridge. And I am brawny, which is a feat, which means that I do count as a size larger when talking about carrying things or grabbing anything. So even if he's a large creature, it doesn't matter. He's large, agreed. But he's heavy. So make me a grapple check first. Let me hold on. I, before this also starts, will also activate with a bonus action my Ring of Red Fury to power myself up even farther. As Picasso, like, like turns it like over his shoulder, just gives a smile towards this Goliath and then kind of just squeezes his hand as just like pulsating red energy kind of just courses over his body. And then fine. You, as you just raise, it's a bit like um, Green Lantern's ring, as you just raise your hand and you are completely consumed by this just red glow that can, that is something sucked into your body is you just start to spark this red energy. Make me a grapple check against um, Brutus. Oh, he wrote any roll. 
Uh, that is a 29. He got a 26, so you beat him. As you just try to grapple it. He seems to be overpowering you for a second as you just, like, give him a headbutt in the chest and he flinches as you just jump forward and grab him in as tightly as you can. And then, yes, holding on to this Goliath. Once again, I've shot put very smaller individuals before, but I would like to spin and throw this Goliath directly at Talia. Uh, I don't know, is she like above us a little bit or is that like bridge on a level playing field? 10, 10 foot up, 40 foot to your left. Yeah, so like a lawn dart, I'm gonna spin and try and throw this Goliath directly at Talia because I don't deal with casters and I don't have magic. I will ask for an attack roll at disadvantage. I applaud it though. That then is only a 14. I will call that half damage. What would you... Wait, wait, wait. I lied. Hold on. Hold on. So, I have a question. Uh, Would you say I'm proficient at shot-putting people? I mean, I'd say you're proficient with improvised weapons, to be honest. And I would... The Goliath is an improvised weapon. Then that is a 19. Because then I get my proficiency bonus to it. Her AC is 15, so that's a hit. Uh, we'll call we'll call a Goliath 3d12 uh, that is a, a 6, a 7 and a 2 so that is 15 points of damage so he takes 15 she takes 15 as you just, with an almighty roar, just throw this guy as hard as you can. As he basically just takes out this whole bridge and the two of them fall down into the same playing field as you're in. You said it was 10 feet up, right? Yeah. Well, that's 10 feet down. That's a D6 of falling damage if I do oh, say I'm, so I'm myself. Aware of, I'm aware of that already. And they take two damage on their d6. But thank you for reminding me. I think Picasso falls like, like throwing this Goliath took every bit of his strength for a second. So I think Picasso is actually now prone on the ground. I did, however, forget um, the fact. I did forget on Van's turn, he does have Storm of Vengeance active. So on round two, each creature or object under the cloud takes 1d6 acid damage. So you all take 5 acid damage. With that, it's a lovable twin's turn. Uh, Let's see. Talia is going to go first. She is going to dimension door to the entrance where you guys came in. 
that what will she do from there door or oh, I forget forget to do that later she is going to cast 150 foot of range ran Picasso Reed Lauren and brawl all of you need to make me a constitution saving throw as she is going to cast sunburst by actions I should have failed in that bit first she is going to action surge because she's two levels in fighter and cast sunburst ally is just out of this range is literally like you're out that range by like three four foot Twenty two. 22 that's a pass what kind of check was it dm uh con save Fail. That's a fail for Lauren. Rule being undead rolls a disadvantage. That's a fail for him. Rand? Nineteen just passes. As the DC for her is 19. So one, two, three, four, five, six. As you take all take 12 D6 radiant. Picasso and Ran, you two take 21 radiant damage. Reed, Brawl, and Lauren take 42, and you guys are blinded. As this huge beam of light just appears, as massive rays shoot down. Reed, this ray hits you directly in the face as you feel your eyes burn. Picasso and Ran, you, you two... You two just have enough sense and reaction time to quickly cover your faces. You two are both hit by this blinding light. That ends her turn. Brutus, in a rage, is going to get up and see in... He's going for you, because... I think that's fair. Uh, let's see. Uh, as he charges, is he charging at me? Or is he using something else? I'm just asking. 
I should have actually looked at his paladin spell list a bit more first for this evening. Let's take a quick gander. Actually, no, he's going to stay where he is and he is going to use his Lay on Hands ability to heal himself, as he is a paladin after all. As I watch him do this, I spit out blood on the floor and just yell out, WIMP! That ends his turn, so it's Lauren and Brule's turn. Lauren is blinded and looking fucking rough, actually. Uh, she is going to... She's going to feel selfish for it, but she's going to use a six-level spell slot to cast heal on herself. Which gives her 70 hit points back. Can she beat the con save? And now she rolls the con save. Nope, she's still blind. Brawl's uh, turn. Brawl has blind sight, as it happens. Um, Brule shouts over to you, Ran, as you turn around hearing him. Try this on for size. And he yeets his great axe to you, which lands next to you. And as he looks up to you, Eli, as you're in like mid sword play, he just gives you a salute. As he is going to, he is going to run up to Talia and cast with his Mystic Arcanum Plane Shift on the pair of them. So that is DC 19. Uh, and farm. No one knows what it does here. Is that she has plus four to this, so she needs to roll a. She needs to roll a fifteen on the dice or higher. As he as is like eyes burn, he any blindly walks along the room. He um he says he shouts out I guess I found my purpose. Is he like holds his chest in pain before grabbing her by the throat as she lets out one last scream and with just a huge bank of blue energy two of them are gone. Which puts him 
out the initiative, and it puts her out the initiative. Give me lots to keep track of. So let's delete her sheet. There is, there's just silence for a second. Is no one's quite sure how to react. But Ran, it's your turn. As you see this like weapon, this massive great axe sat next to you, which just glows with a strange energy. Uh, could I have some stats for this or something then? Um, as you pick it up and you feel this energy channel through you, uh, you get the Wrecker's Great Axe, which is a... It, it's sort of your standard Great Axe, though it, like your um, Mighty Teslas, it has a permanent D4 boost to each attack roll. So you get a... for each damage roll, so... The damage is 1d12 plus 1d4 plus your strength modifier. The only difference is this is a plus 3 weapon and unlike your other two weapons, it deals magical damage. So magical resistances and immunities are bypassed by this weapon and it has a plus 3 bonus to each. So that, so your strength score being plus 7. 5 plus 7 plus 3. So this weapon would give you a uh, plus 15 to your attack rolls. Any chance you could just send that to me? Yeah. Becker's great attacks. with let's oh. review now It's pretty. It's it's a bit like your mighty Teslas. It's a no nonsense, smack the shit out of them kind of weapon. Okay. It's your turn. What you want to do? I'm assuming everyone's moved since then. So who am I closest to? Castle, you're about. I'm in, 15 I'm feet voice, away from. I don't, I don't really want to hit Picasso with my weapon. 15 feet from Picasso. About 45 foot from um, Brutus. 
in the corner, or about 40 foot away from Vantras. I've got big dickhead and swung the set in then. Which big dickhead? Vantras. Vantras. Yeah. As you go charging up the stairs, great axe drawn. Um, you leap the last couple of stairs as you swing your great axe at this Leonin. playing this for so long I'd remember that these are the D12s, but I always seem to forget anyway. I mean, to be fair, we so rarely roll D12s in this game. No, I mean, I always pick up the D10 and go, wait a minute, that's not right. Wait a minute, that's illegal. My D4s have legitimately gone missing. That's spiky shit. Oh, how disappointing. So on the dice altogether, that's a five. Plus, that would be plus your strength modifier, so 5 plus 10 all in? No, plus 7. Yeah, it's a plus 3 weapon, so that would equivalent to plus 10. Yeah, sure then. Okay, so that is 15. And obviously, you do have a second hit if you want to. The uh, Ferrati 2. Really? Yeah, very serious. Just uh, This weapon's. This dice is disappointing me, so now it's a 7 altogether on both dice combined. 7 altogether. As you leap into the air and take one massive swing and you slice right across his chest as he spits out blood in yours in Eli's direction. As he takes a step back and that was quite a heavy swing. Okay, uh, so that puts us at the end of the round. So. Storm of Vengeance takes its third round. Um, I need you all to make me a dexterity saving throw. Ran, I'm going to give you advantage because I think with your nose, you could sense it in the weather. Yeah, I, I just assume if Scout doesn't use his action, he just follows you anyway. 
That's kind of because I didn't get the chance to. Right, sorry, my bad. But nah. Does he take it? Does he? No, he just uses movement. Right, so what? Uh, dexterity saving throw. Because of your nose, I'm going to give you advantage because you smell lightning coming. Is that picking up like it's trying to go through my desk whenever I roll it? I think Zoom cuts it out. Uh, crit 20 plus uh, 6 for me, so 26. Yeah. Highest is an 18 plus 4, 22. That's a pass. Reed? 19 plus 10. It's a pass. Hello? 26. That's a pass. Because of evasion, Reed and Lloyd don't take damage. Uh, Picasso, you take 15 lightning damage. Ran, you take 15. Lauren got a 1, so that's double damage. So she takes 60 as the middle damage was it was 30 because I pre-rolled it double damage so I'm sorry to that um as as this fighting continues um you hear thunder from the top as lightning bolts all shoot down in your direction Eli you hold up your weapon as it seems to ricochet the lightning bolt seems to ricochet off your glaive reed you just managed to dive out of the way as the bolt just hits the ground incinerating the spot where you were picasso you pop into your shell quickly as the lightning bolt comes down on you in ran same as you you try you brace as best as you can is the lightning bolt hits your back lauren is not fast enough as she is hit directly letting out quite the scream as she is electrocuted That ends that. We're, so, talking, we're talking Mar from Home Alone 2 at this point, or? See, Lauren, it's rough. She hasn't got a lot of hit points. Uh, are we talking Mar from Home Alone, or are we talking Turg? We're not in, we're not in the Turg stage. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Reed or Livy for that. So that's a twenty on the D on the thirty sided dice, so that takes a number up to forty-six. It's just a, there's just another shake in the ground, more violent than the last, is this orb seems to expand. The the energy coming off this orb seems to get worse, is, is there's just like another crackle of energy around this room, followed by another mini earthquake. Well, I lie. We're back up to you as we enter round three. Okay. I, I literally, I need to get this gauntlet off of him. If I. Okay. Uh. Instead of martial arts, actually no, Ran's next to me and I don't want to fuck with Ran by accident, because AoE is dangerous. 
So, um, right, fuck it, let's start burning key. So, burn a point of key, flurry of blows, which have. Yeah, with insignia of claws means I have magical attacks with this. So I'm guessing he might be resistant to necrotic. It seems. I don't want to play too much into abilities from Avius because obviously it's gonna fuck me. So I can inform you he is not resistant to necrotic, so it is regular damage. Either way, magical punchy punchy. So stabby stabby punchy punchy. So that's yep. one point key. He still has hex yep. curse on him. So yeah, just work out all that. I've got to send a text quickly. So that'll give me a chance to send it. One of those is a crit with Hexblade's curse active. The lowest of all of any of the attacks is a 21. Sorry. Uh, what was those ice rolls? I know there's lowest, a crit in there. The lowest is a 21. 21 is his AC. So ah. they all hit. So I'm just going to roll all these and then tell you the overall number. Yeah, just give me the total. Because with all these different editions of things, we'll be here all day otherwise. This chat's feeling talkative. <laughs> okay, all in all, with crit and unarmed strikes and blah, 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 87 points of damage. 87? Nice. I'm trying to sever his arm. That does hurt. Maybe, maybe it's to do with um, whatever Avius has done to resurrect him. Because you remember that he didn't have his Leonin body before. He was an animated suit of armor. But punching as you like go for his arm, it feels like fucking rock. It's tearing, but slowly. My object interaction will... I will just shout. Get that gauntlet off him. I'm going to stay right where Reed. I am. Reed. What are you doing, my little buddy? 
down those stairs in your free foot cell. You, as you stand up, you see that Lauren has just been absolutely scorched by a lightning bolt, and you hear Elias shout, "Get that fucking gauntlet!" Oh, I have to keep that thought in my mind that the goal here is to stop the resurrection. So I'm going to expel one of my charges of Misty Step. I'm going to Misty Step so I appear above. Um. Above the guy in question, making sure that I aim carefully. You were 30 foot back from where... Um, I will use my movement to come fuck me, to move closer. Yeah. So you move your movement to the stairs and then bonus action would get you above yeah. him. Yeah. And then what I shall do is... Um... Because I... Mm, yeah, it takes an action top, so I can't do that. Oh, the action surge, I can't use that again. Um. Hmm. That's targeted. That's. Is that targeted? Yeah. It's targeted. Uh. I'm gonna cast Acid Splash. On the arm. That is fine. Is that a saving throw or a it, it, it is a dexterity saving throw. He fails, but he is going to use a legendary resistance. So he passes that saving throw. So he chose to pass it. Okay. As you like, doesn't seem to happen. I think if he, think if he passes, then nothing happens. Yeah, so it's a cantrip. He passes saving throw, so it's no damage. He just looks at you as he holds out the gauntlet arm, and it seems to absorb into the gauntlet. As you, you do, you want to land on him or land behind him? I like to turn my weight so I actually land on the part which Elias trying to cut through, basically all my weight onto it. So think, think like a Mario. Um... You want to butt stomp the arm I'm trying to sever in the middle of this summoning of a fucking god. <laughs> to be fair, I'm stuck for options right now. Okay, make me a dexterity check. Dexterity acrobatics check, please, to land on his arm. He's a big dude, so you can land on his arm. Okay, like, he's thirty-three. Seven and a half foot tall. Thirty-three. Twenty-three. Yeah. No, thirty-three. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. No issue. You land on his arm. Uh, so that ends your turn. Oh, so, uh, so basically, is... I'm like that. I just land on his arm like that, do I? Yeah. But we are going to quickly use a legendary action. Oh, dear before his turn he is gonna he's gonna smile as he picks you up Reed. so make me a either an acrobatics or an athletics check 
He does get this with advantage, though, as he gets strength checks with advantage. Okay, acrobatic check coming your way. If he's distracted, do I get an opportunity attack on him? Because I'm right fucking there. Uh, he hasn't. That would be... He'd have to move out of your um, opportunity, out of your range. So he hasn't actually bodily moved. The moment he does, I'm going to fucking stab him. What did you get, Reed? 15 plus 17, which is 32. He beat you with a 35, I'm afraid. He, as he, he's like, he just looks at you as you land on his arm before he just grabs you by the skull, lifting you up. I will see if this hurts. And he is going to jam you into the sphere of necrotic energy. Make me a con save at disadvantage. Oh. Okay. What the hell would we call a god summoning orb of necrotic energy, damage-wise? What? You haven't got it written down? I didn't expect to shove a character into it. Uh, let's see. I'm going to mark this as damage on his end as well, because to put your hand directly into that is... We'll call it 10d10. I think 10d10 sounds fair. So one... Two, three, four, five... Six. Come on. Seven. Eight. Nine. Do I have a. Yes, I've got a ten. I've got ten. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Let me see some time, Alex. I've got 34 hit points left. How many? 34. You take 64. Okay, but then I am very much down. As he just jams you into this orb, as there is just a scream of pain from Reed. Is like this necrotic energy electrocutes his back and you start to smell burning flesh as Reed just goes limp in his hands and he throws Reed as far as he can across the room. I'm going to say in all of that you can you'd get an opportunity attack. I'd say like that's enough movement to offer you an opportunity attack. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep trying to slash that armor because um, as you do that, can you... Tell you what, I'm going to offer you Devil's Bargain. Um, you can either make an opportunity attack, or you can make a perception check. And if you roll high enough, you will catch something. So it's up to you whether 
You two, whether you want. Uh, actually, oh, you you were set on your attack, so make me an attack roll. Ran, can you make me a perception check? Or if you want the opportunity attack, you can make me an attack roll. It's not all normal. Uh, normal, but it's a low DC because Reed might have just actually helped you thinking about it. Twenty-five. How much? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Who got to you in a second, Ren? Like, what was that hit? To hit. Twenty-two hits. Sixteen. Damage. 16. Okay. 16. Yeah, that's correct. It is Vaughn's turn. Then, let's see. He is going to... He's going to try and summon his spiritual weapon again. Lauren is going to, to try and counter spell. That's a fail on Lauren's end. So that spiritual weapon is up and it's going to take a swing at Picasso. For a natural 20. It's six level, that is three. This spiritual weapon is a D8, if I'm correct. Spiritual weapon is. Yes, D8s. So. One, two, three, plus four is his intelligence modifiers, his casting bonus. Oh shit, okay. Five. Thirteen. Five. Twelve. Fifteen. Doubled to thirty plus four. Picasso, when when you're back, you take... Yeah, Picasso, you take thirty-four points of force damage as this, like, huge pole arm appears behind you and just slashes across your back. Attack roll. He's going to take two swings at you, Eli, two swings at you, Ran, for his action. One's a miss, second is a 31 to hit. Eli, you take 19 points of slashing. Ran. Yep, yeah, I can say him again. One's a miss, one's a hit at a 24 to hit. And you take 20 points of slashing, Ran. As he seems infuriated. Lauren's turn is next. And she is looking kind of crappy, so... She is going to use... 
She is going to use Psychic Lance at Farm. He fails, but will mark off his second legendary action, legendary resistance. So that is 76 haft. Oh, Jesus. That's not very good on Florence end. Mm. 12 points of psychic. Ran. I missed out Brutus, but... Hey, he's... That you took a heavy toll in the last round, so I'm gonna cut him off for this round. Cut him off like a bartender serving someone who's had too, way too many drinks. Is it my turn? Yes, it just about to get to you because it literally is your turn now. So, okay. Ran, um, with that perception check, that was a 23, did you say? <laughs> Fucking dice since then. It, it was over a 20, 25. So, 25, okay. I know it was over 20, so you got there anyway. Um, when... With your ears... I'm gonna say... When Reed was shoved into that orb... Um... You noticed... Very... Very quietly... It... So quiet that your ears only just picked it up. You noticed... A man screaming pain. That wasn't Reed's, as Reed was hit, thrown into that orb, and the orb seems to have gone more transparent for a second, before now it's seemed to have gone back to its normal self. It seems like the orb was almost damaged when Reed was jammed into it. Well, given Ran can actually take the 10d10, then I'd like to attack the orb, I guess. Make me... I'll say it's an auto-hit, it's a, it's a steel target, so roll me damage. And because it's a steel target, I would class it as a critical hit. Remind me how that works again? Um, just roll your damage and double it. Where the goddamn fuck is my damage? Damn, the whole 10 out of dice damage. So I damaged 20, 20 for your first hit. So you still have a second hit. Do I get my own bonus on top of that? Or? Yeah, it's all the same in, all the same with your great tags. I just roll damage again. Yeah. Powerball in for dice damage. Okay. Uh, as you notice that you have, you have an odd feeling. Like, why not hit the big glowy thing that they're trying to use? Because something seems up with it. And as you strike it, 
there's an ear-piercing scream throughout the room. Is a lie, you recognize it as Avius instantly, is your ears ring violently. And for the first time, there's a look of horror on Van's face as you strike this orb and it seems to go haywire. As the ground just shakes violently underneath your feet. Anything else on your turn? I fuck out, action sergeant, do it again. Nice! Make me to roll your damage two more times. That's. Christ, rolled max on both dice that time. What's happened? So that's a 16 for dice damage all in for that one. But not doubled. 16. So 32. Enjoy your second hit. After being doubled without the strength bonus, that takes it up to 50. Don't fix what's not broken. As you jam the axe into it again, and it, the scream echoes through the room again, making your ears bleed just a fraction. Okay, so you see, you hear and see this from down where you are, as the room just shakes violently again. And like the um, roof pillar, stone starts to fall from the roof, raining around you. Vaughn's sheer look of horror cuts out Storm of Vengeance. We are back to the top of the table. Skate? A lot. Huh? Skate? Also, I think you've missed Picasso. Oh shit, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, scout first. Demon, he just also hits as well. Yeah. <laughs> but he's going to use his knife stab bite. Yeah, so 1d6 for his regular hit, and as I mentioned earlier for the session, 1d4 on top. So he's 1d6 plus 1d4 plus his strength. So his bite's Wait, no longer 2d6. Oh, it was 2d6 before. It's it? 2d6. Okay, yeah, 2d6 plus 1d4. I rolled 4-4s. God, I gotta stop giving you guys stuff. 4 uh, 15. So 12. Scout's helping. 30. There is... Okay. How... How do you and Scout want to do this? No man, I just wasn't really expecting anything to come of that. Scout yeets himself into the old knife first, like a little torpedo. No you, one's you quite sure where he got the thrust from to do it, but... You want to <coughs> Scout... For Scout's damage, he's not it to minus one. He was one damage high enough. Good boy. My boy. Yeah, as yeah. you see he comes that, in like a little torpedo. 
You keep striking as hard as you can, and Scout just jumps into it as he disintegrates, and the whole room just shakes and crumbles as the orb just explodes. Um, the three of you are just launched by the force wave off of the, um... <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine, he's immortal. As this shockwave just sends you free off the balcony and landing good chunk halfway across the room. There is a moment of silence. Ran as you start to stand up. Sort of in shock of where Scout suddenly gone. But then before you just with a sizzling noise as these particles seem to piece them back so back together. Scout is in front of you, wagging his tail and tapping his feet. Looking looking like there is no problem in the world. And we give him head pats. We enter round four. Actually, I'll cut the concentration on spiritual weapon as well. Yeah, sorry. So much has happened to Picasso. This is my fault. Uh, let's... Yeah, Picasso. As you watch the three of them go flying across the um, room and landing about 40, 50 feet behind you in a pile, what do you want to do? Uh, was the Leonin still there? Uh, he's been yeeted across the room with um, Ran and the light. Is he starts to just stand up, sheer horror on his face. Uh, well, Picasso's going to do what I told him to do. And so I am going to go and forcibly remove the gauntlet from him. Whether that means his rest of his arm as well or whatever. You want me to make a attack roll or what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Yes, make me attack rolls. Are you are you looking to just strike the arm? Are you looking to just pull off the gauntlet? Are you, so are you attacking or are you taking the I, arm or wanting to... I will literally, as he's probably pretty messed up still after getting blown off the, you know, dais and everything like that. Just as he's getting up, I will grab him by the gauntlet arm, stretch it out, and then use uh, my attacks and claws just to finish removing what Eli started. Let's see if you can roll. Make me some attack rolls then. Uh, well, I just to make sure this happens, I'm gonna right away bone or uh, burn a key point and use my unarmed strike to uh, get three more blows on it. So it'll be five strikes altogether. And I'm also gonna reckless attack it so that I can have advantage on these attacks. And I'll deal with the consequences next round. That is a 21 to hit. You said that's the AC, right? 
you know, 21 the AC. So if everything... Uh, that is... Away. Yeah, that's another hit. That's a 23. Uh, that is a 24. Uh, that is a miss. And one more. Uh, it's a 22. So four hits. Okay, roll me damage. Let's see if you can get enough damage. Right. Four D10 damage. Just give me the title. All right, so. so that is, because I still have the Red Ring of Fury going as well. So I get plus 16 to each one of these strikes. Oh, am I frozen nice. right now? Yeah, mic's on. Oh, wait. Wait, what? Now I can see you. Is that enough on your end? Okay, now I can. Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, so that, I get 16 to each of these hits. That's 20 damage. That's 25 damage. That's, uh, 22 damage. And finally, that is another 25 damage. So 94, 95, yeah, 94 damage. Not quite enough to take off the arm. It, you know, this is the first time you're hitting him. Is it feels like you're trying to like cut through something that isn't flesh, but the arm, you you've gone about halfway through the arm as he manages to just wrench his arm back out of you with a pained roar. That's it then. You can now go to the next round finally. So as. As we enter onto round four, Vaughn just slowly stands up, looking around as the room has gone silent. And he looks at all of you with just murder in his eyes. And we'll pick up next time. To be continued. <laughs>